everybody to the Split Six Podcast, a podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one beer. I am your host, Nick... Wait a second. This is Mitchell Wigella. I'm here co-hosting this podcast with Mike Crook today. It's just a temporary fix. Nick's going to be out for a week or two. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So uh, this is your first time on the podcast, right? Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. So uh, I've been, uh, I think I've been blacklisted the whole time. Yeah, well, I'm glad I could get you on. I know I've done something that Nick's never done, so yeah. I might permanently take this podcast over. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah, so um, so we want to kind of get into what we're drinking right away, because we don't really know how to do this ourselves. So mm-hmm. tell us what we're drinking, Craig. Today we're drinking the Lagunitas Pills. Nice Czech-style Pilsner, um, because it's really hot out, and I just want a nice, easy-drinking beer. Nice, nice. And you've, you've had this before, correct? Uh, no. No? <laughs> I just saw it. I'm like, I'm going to get it. Oh, boy. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and crack these bad boys open. All right. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Not bad. It's pretty good. Not a lot of taste to it. Oh, just a Czech style Pilsner. This reminds me of a, a Czech style Pilsner. You know, I've never actually had beer before, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, me either. Actually, I yeah. only drink uh, goat urine. Uh, so yeah. uh, we got a good podcast in store here today. Yep. We're gonna be just kind of going over, you know, sports, maybe some entertainment, and then mm-hmm. maybe politics. Yeah. Uh, uh, Argentinian politics. Argentinian politics today. Maybe we'll make it over to the Czech, Slovakian politics. Well, big news for you that Czechoslovakia has not been a country since like 1992. Wait, are you fucking serious? Is that what we're going to talk about? I have no idea. All right, we're going to find out. All right, well, yeah, we're coming up to our drop here about halfway there. So uh, I don't know what Nick usually does to fill the time here. So you, uh, you been doing anything fun today? Tell me about your day. Well... So I spent my day today with my dad, who was at the hospital. He had prostate cancer. Um, he So he had a robot do surgery on him to take his prostate out. Oh, you said a robot did the surgery. It was a robot. Wow. Sorry to hear about your dad, by the way. No, he's good, because uh, it's gone now. And, uh, yeah, thanks, thank you, robot overlords, for, in the future. That's good. So, I mean, while we're on that topic, mm-hmm. would you want a robot to do your surgery, or would you rather have a human? Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, I I would not. It's uh, tough, you know. Like I personally, I, I feel like if robots had been around doing surgeries for a long time, mm-hmm. then yeah, you know, I would I'd be okay with it. But for now, I would want like a man to do it. Yeah, I'd prefer like a, a human. You know, um, obviously. Um, I think it's just the nature of that particular type of surgery because it was so like precise and minimally invasive that it was just easier for the robot to do it. So I think that's why they do it. But um, yeah, it would be weird because my dad, he's just like, because he like, he's not like into robotics, but he's like, he has to work on the robotics at the plant he works at. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, I've been fixing these things all these years and never once thought one to be operating on me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, that's got to be kind of cool for him to wake up and mm-hmm. have his cancer gone by something that he works with. I agree. All right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, that's not the most positive thing I was hoping for, but um, 
Well, he's hey. alive. Yeah, that's good, right? <laughs> yeah. No, um, otherwise, no. I was just, you know, kind of at the hospital most of the day, uh, hanging out. Didn't work today, so that was nice. Um, what about you? What are you going on? Uh, well, you know, as you can see, I'm uh, in town from Arizona. Probably going to be here for, I haven't bought a trip home yet. So okay. I'm just kind of here. I'm on a leave of absence from work and just going to hang until I feel like going home. Well, let's keep it that way. Let's stay here forever. That's right. Yeah. And I'm trying to convince uh, the good old girlfriend to move here for a couple of years. And she actually brought it up to me first. So I think that means I'm coming back. But is this real? This is real. Yeah. Well, we eventually want to end up in Massachusetts, but we're thinking about stopping here first so I can spend some time, you know, with the parents before they uh, kick the bucket. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're coming up to our first beer here, Crook. So uh, mm-hmm. let's uh, get this thing going. Beer number one. Sport. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are on for sports. So just some quick news, some quick tidbits that have happened today. Carmelo Anthony has signed with the Houston Rockets. Now, I know me personally gave up on NBA shortly after the 2005 season where the Pistons lost to Robert Horry and the San Antonio Mm -hmm. Spurs. Yeah. And you're similar, correct? I mean, yeah. (sighs) Like, 07. Ever since, like, you know, the Pistons were just stopping, like, even had a chance to be a contender. It's just been like a... It's just a slow ride into just a, yeah, just, you know, I don't watch as much. Um, obviously, it's very popular. Right, yeah. Um, See, I kind of gave up right around the time of uh, when the Pistons signed Allen Iverson. Yeah, it was tough. That's when it was like, all right, uh, I don't know if this is a team that I really want to watch anymore. Like, that was like the most New York Knicks move of all time. Yeah, like 100%. Like, come on, AI way after his prime yeah. you add them to the Pistons when they don't have any talent on the roster. I was just like, you know what? I like football better. Anyway. I, think, I, I mean, I think that was just to sell tickets, 100%. Oh, 100%. Um, like everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, kind of like, you know, the NFL preseason. Yeah, see, good lead in there. We also had a big hit come out of the Washington Redskins backfield. Promising rookie Darius Geis has gone down for the season on a torn ACL. Mm. Thoughts? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I understand preseason for, you know, that everybody's going to say, well, it's good to give these guys reps. Like, I don't, some of them, sure. I mean, I don't really know from a actual football perspective, I don't understand the true value in just having your starters in play like a drive or two, like a couple series, and then pull them unless it's like the third preseason game. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, by all means, work your guys who need to make the team, you know, because they're pretty expendable because probably going to cut them anyway. But, um, 50%. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never really liked the idea of preseason for anything, especially with the amount of injuries that are involved in it. And it's usually going to be something that's like, it's always something like season, you know, ending. Like, it's always an ACL or something. Always, yeah. You never hear about somebody just like tweaking a hamstring. No. I mean, if they do, you just don't hear about it. Or oh, I guess you do, but. Yeah, it's true. I actually did hear a report about Saquon Barkley tweaking his hamstring. I actually hear about it all the time, so I don't know why I said that. Yeah. But uh, so I think we're just upset about preseason in general. So, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, four games is a lot, but it's kind of like you can't go to fewer games. Like they, they're never gonna stop with four games. 
See, that's where I just kind of wish, like, those first two weeks, maybe do a couple more, like, joint practices. Like, I know the Lions and the Raiders met up for a week before the yeah. preseason game. And then just do two preseason games. One, you dedicate completely to the rookies, mm-hmm. you know, completely to the guys making the squad. And then maybe spend the first half of the last game, or even less than that, for your starters. You know, get them up the game speed a little yeah. bit. But four games, after what happened with Jordy, yep. Geis now, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, this is... This is getting out of here. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Those are guys. Those are guys to me that like they should not be playing in a preseason game because they don't need to. Right. Yeah. Um, I understand. I mean, I always understand it. Like quarterbacks, a little different. They're a little more naturally protected anyway. So, and them being getting game reps is probably more important than like any other position, honestly. Um, but I don't know. I just know we're never going to see it go to less than four games because. They make so much money off of people filling. Like, the first preseason game is, like, people get so excited about it. Like, it's all over TV. Everybody's super excited about it. People go to the games. on like, unless you're, like, in a market that's just terrible, like, doesn't care. Like Detroit. I mean, well. I mean, Detroit preseason games, from my experience, are about, like, 35% capacity. I mean, probably. But still, that's still people paying to sit there and drink expense. It's not like the, it's not like. The beer prices are preseason prices. I don't think they give you like a dollar fifty beer. You know. Oh no, they're still eight dollars. Yeah, twelve ounce beer. Yeah, I mean all the concessions. <laughs> like you're just getting people in there because like if they're, oh, they're gonna have a game, might as well make a lot of money off it. Which I mean, obviously makes sense. And like, there's never gonna be a thing coming down from Goodell. No. Because he represents the owners, and the owners like to make money, uh, and and like the NFLPA. Like I don't, I don't really know what. I mean, I, I think if they grew enough to complain about the injuries, um, you know, they could make a big stink about it. But ultimately, like, I think if you want to protect your team, just, you know, don't have the starters play as much. Like, and should, well, like, I mean, there's guys. Like, should Antonio Brown ever play in a preseason game? Never. Like, those guys. You know what I mean? Like, especially, like, your running backs. Like, your, especially for a team that, like, relies, like, a lot on a running game. Like, you're just going to screw your season. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think it's more damaging than it does for good. I mean, it gives yeah. guys a chance to make the roster. But, mm-hmm. like, for example, uh, Indianapolis Colts had a promising rookie in the sixth round, Deion Kane. Yeah. In the first preseason game, tore an ACL out for the year. Yeah, and I don't know what's up with ACLs, man. Oh, th- I, I have a theory that if you're a freak athlete, yeah. you've been making those cuts for so long yeah. that it weakens it. I agree, because, like, in the 70s, when people were not in anywhere near as good a shape as they are now, being like athletes, right? Like I totally get that. I just think it, well, it's also like more of like a power up the up, up you know up the gut type of game. Like you didn't have all these like as flashy people that's running to that shape. You can't physically do those moves, but um, something I don't know. I if I was an athlete and say like your entire career was just riddled with like ACL injuries, like say like Adrian Peterson, okay? Okay. He should just get crazy and have ACLs made out of graphene. Oh, yeah. Spend a lot of money. And what's the worst thing I have? You never walk again? No. It, it wouldn't even happen that way because you can literally get around with ACLs. They did. Uh, I did read something a while back that they're trying to come up with an artificial ACL. For mm-hmm. the first time that you tear it, they replace it with a permanent one to the point where it's so flexible that it can't tear. Mm. But I feel like the ACL is what holds your... Yeah, I mean, it, it enables you to make 
I mean, yeah, you'd have to like change the game. It'd have to be more of like a rugby style game, like yeah. the part where you're having like this this power eye formation runs right at the gut, or completely reconstruct the entire knee. Because yeah. I feel like if you made it flexible, you're going to end up tearing other muscles. And yeah, that's probably where the flaw. That's probably why I haven't seen anything since. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to like just make artificial. Like, what does that <laughs> what does that say about your sport? If like. You're making artificial body parts to play it. Seems kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> Our sport is breaking so many people that we are actually going to have to make fake bodies for them to play with. We might as well play with robots then, right? I mean, yeah, you might as well. Yeah. Ooh, BattleBot football? Yeah. And I mean, football's already a dangerous sport. And, yeah. You know, we'll go back right into the preseason, but there was another story that came out of uh, Maryland's football program. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, I believe it was a 19-year-old player mm-hmm. collapsed during conditioning and then died in the hospital a short time later. Yeah. And now there's stories coming out that the coaches are pushing them in 110-degree weather, yep. yelling at them, throwing weights at them. I mean, this type of stuff can't stand. We need to give these no. people a little bit more of a break sometimes. No, no. It's so insane because there's just, like, this aspect that all, like, dickhead coaches have in their brain where, like, they really don't know how to coach people, so they just think they have to be big and tough. And, like, you always hear it is, like, you cross the line between hard ass and dumb ass and like in that case it is like there's one also i don't remember if it was texas or california or something there's a high school football player who the coaches made him play without a like practice without a helmet because he showed up late <laughs> and i guess they like lock up the equipment lockers so they just made him play like practice without a helmet on and like i mean you're gonna get a concussion even if you're wearing a helmet or not, just because the way that injury is, because it's just the brain slamming against, like, your skull. So even, like, you could be playing soccer and getting, like, get into a collision or something and get a concussion. I got a concussion falling out of a swing, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a uh, slip and flip or kickball or whatever. Yeah, Kirk got one, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Barry did, too, and a lot of other people. And Ross, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's not that, like, he got a concussion and was clearly, like injured like clearly sick like clearly confused and dazed and the coach just didn't do anything about it yeah see that blows my mind like it even dates back the thing is i can remember this thing and it's a little bit different because my coach also coached his son but the thing is his son made a bad play yeah he walked up to him picked him up by the helmet Mm -hmm. threw him to the ground and then told him if he was gonna cry to run over to his mom and cry to her in front of his whole entire football team yeah like we're learning how to play football. It's not about we're not in the fucking army. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know. And the army's I don't know how it is. You could probably answer that question, but well, I mean I don't think they do that. I mean they're they're tough, like they're verbally tough, but you can't like just um I can't go like I was an NCO, like I was in charge of people. I can't like go and put my hands on people. That's not allowed. Right, yeah. I, it was like, weird. <laughs> always like, you know, you do something bad and the coach is like, get out, and then they'll like smack you on the side of the helmet. And yeah. You're like, oh yeah, this makes me want to play another year of this. Yeah, I mean, it's just and like that's the whole thing too. It's like and it was interesting because they did this in Canada where they got rid of body checking in hockey. Up until their kids were like sixteen, because usually it was, uh, it was like twelve. Or you get full, but they came to a conclusion, which is like ninety nine point nine percent of these kids are never going to play past this level. Why are we subjecting them to concussions at an early age? Makes sense. Just yeah. to keep the integrity of the game, like it doesn't make any sense. Like that's the thing too. With like you know, 
but yeah, and then like, but it doesn't help with like coaches, especially with like football. They get the mentality where you just have to be tough. You know, you're out there, you're eating nails for breakfast, and if you are weak in any way, say you're hurt, it's like it's a character problem for you, not the adult in charge of children who's like ignoring them. Right. Exactly. Because like he goes to his buddies at the bar, and it's like, yeah, I yelled at a kid today because he fumbled the ball and I'm tough. Yeah, you know, it's like it's one thing. If I heard reports that Matt Patricia was verbally abusive to his players and very hard on him, yeah. I would be like, okay. You know, they get paid millions of dollars to do this sport. But high school, little league, yeah. college especially, they're mm-hmm. trying to make the NFL and you're literally killing kids during training? Like, yeah. come on. Like, ease up. Take your foot off the pedal. Let's be a little safe about it. I would be very surprised if Matt Patricia did anything shady in the past. Yeah, I don't think he's, I think he has the cleanest record in the NFL. And you know, I honestly God, if he went to Texas and did something wrong, I'd be extremely surprised. <laughs> Just didn't happen. Spring break. All yeah. right. Um, but speaking of preseason, speaking of football, um, I've never even been to a preseason game. I have. It's pretty depressing. I mean, it's cool for like the first drive, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, we're all Lars. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like. Stafford's out there, but yeah. But I mean, the last times I went, Jace Billingsley has been the highlight of each game. And yeah, he has never made the roster. Yeah, he's still a team. Track training. Oh, he's just gonna be a practice squad player. Yeah, I was hoping he'd make it this year, but I doubt it. Yeah. But uh, speaking of this Lions preseason game, it was odd to me that Amir Abdullah got less playing time than Carryon Johnson. Now, I believe that I understand. You know, they want to see how he is in live game, everything like that, but. They're coming out with reports that Amir Abdullah still has a shot to play, still has a shot to win the starting job, and they give him yeah four carries, and they give Carryon Johnson seven eight. Yeah, I mean this could be this could be like a a way that they're trying to motivate maybe Amir Abdullah a little bit by taking away playing time from him to make him want it because some people respond to that, some people don't. Like you usually coaches, especially because you know Patricia comes from Bill Belichick system, so you know Bill Belichick. As a man who's had numerous New England Patriots running backs in the past on his fancy team, that guy lets anybody run the ball at any time for no reason. Like, not no reason, but, like, at like why is he all of a sudden just playing every down? I mean, I really think, because, like, Amir Abdullah, you know. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I, I mean, mean, like. I'd like him on the team. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't like him as a feature back. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. And I think this that's a good way for Matt Patricia to be like. Ooh, I don't know, but it's like maybe for like some kind of creepo boyfriend who like wanted to make his girlfriend jealous by like talking about some other younger, more attractive girl or something. <laughs> like she'd be jealous and like I don't know. I get that. Love you more. I don't know. See what the Lions should do is they should take Amir Abdullah and give him to Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick loves people that were drafted within the first two rounds and didn't pan out. Exactly. And maybe we can get a six round pick out. Yeah. Get the next. Not Tom Brady, because we have a quarterback, but maybe like a linebacker. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A role player. Is that, um, is that Kyle Van Noy still available? Kyle Van Noy is, actually is on the Patriots. I you know. know okay. I know that. <laughs> yeah, came from the Lions. Uh, very funny jokes. Very I know. Funny jokes. Well, he likes his reclamation projects, you know. Like, he could just be like, yeah, T.O.'s playing this year for us. And T.O.'s like, just out there just catching balls like Randy Moss in 08. Like, yeah, that's funny. Let's see, that's actually funny because did you hear about the stuff that happened with T.O.? Yeah. So he denied the Hall of Fame. Yes. 
He threw his own in ceremony. Yeah. And then the day after, reported the tryout for a Canadian Football League team. Yeah. That's insane to I me. I don't <laughs> understand this. I mean, shoot, if you can still run even a four six at his age. Do you tell yeah? Sure, do whatever you want. I mean, cool. I, mean, I can't even run like a five eight. <laughs> like, does he need the money? Like, I don't. No, I don't think. Or is so. he just going out there to show? Hey, I like. Like he's obviously still like in shape. I'm not saying he's like NFL shape or anything because that's like an insane level of conditioning. But I mean, that's just To man. Yeah, to is just man, he is a show vote man. Oh, for, yeah, absolutely. God. And speaking of show votes, Johnny Manziel in the oh, Canadian Football League. I saw that doing horrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So I watched a little bit of that game. Um, I did not know Mike Sherman was the coach of Montreal. Remember, he was he was the Packers coach before Mike McCarthy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, Mike Sherman. I just saw him because he like got his like headset tangled up in his shirt somehow. That's pretty funny. And like, it took him like a really long time to get untangled at the end of the game. Like the other coach is waiting to shake his hand. He's just like fumbling around like this. Like t- basically t- almost took off his shirt to like this stupid headset out of him. Oh, dude, I'll tell you, if you want a good laugh, go look up coaching fails. Like NFL or football coaching fails. Because there's times where they'll get so mad, they'll throw their headset at the ground. Oh, yeah. Headset will pop right back up yep. and hit him in the face. Yep. <laughs> so great. And then plus, you know, all the good press conference ones. I'm a man. Yeah. I'm 40. <laughs> like, uh... Chuck Pagano, his press conferences were pretty funny because he was just—he really seemed like he did not know anything. Yeah, always. Just, I mean, it's kind of like Jim Caldwell. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can ask him the most passionate question in the world, and the answer is, "Well, you know, we uh, we got a game that's coming up, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna put our focus to." Yep. I have no emotions, and I've never once gotten the team riled up about anything. Proper decor. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss him at all. Um, but one more football news we should jump on to before we uh, run out of time here. I think we've got about 13 minutes left. Des Bryant. Yes. 31? 31. 31 years old in the NFL. Hasn't visited a team since the Baltimore Ravens early, early in the offseason. Why would you? Well, he didn't. He turned down a multi-year deal. He's looking for a one-year deal so he can prove himself and then have an option in free agency. He is stopping first with the Browns. Now, keep in mind, the Browns did just trade Corey Coleman. They have Josh Gordon, who is currently out on leave of absence of some sort. He's he's afraid that he's going to break down and smoke marijuana, which is the most ridiculous. Ridiculous thing in the world to me. Going Ricky Williams, eh? Yeah, goddamn. Um, but Des Bryant's twenty nine, by the way, which is crazy, right? Yeah, twenty nine. That's crazy. But so he's kind of old. They got Jarvis Landry. They just traded Corey Coleman. They have a promising rookie who also just got arrested for having pot in his car. Um, and Hugh Jackson's way of punishing him was making him play as much as possible in the first preseason. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. So this joke of a franchise is bringing in Des Bryant. What do you What do you think about it? I mean. <sighs> Why not? They're like in the same boat where even though he's an aging player, he's still like a name where people are like, well, Des Bryant's on the team and maybe he's going to get emotional and I don't know. Like, I, I I, don't 
understand Cleveland at all. And I actually really do feel bad for the people that have to live in Ohio, first of all, but also the people who choose to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Because did you like see like the like the banners that are hanging up in their stadium? Is it kind of similar to like the Lions hanging up when they make the playoffs nowadays? No, it was like welcome to. I got to pull it up first, but no, like there was this article on Deadspin like going around like there's a bunch of this, like quotes on the wall that are like were not really said by the people that you were like given credit to or something. <laughs> Just um, misquotes all over. Yeah, it's like misquotes and like all like that, you know, like the made motivational like stuff. But it was like welcome to hard town or something like that. Like Cleveland, like you won one game in two years. Like there's nothing hard about your city. Yeah, you need to take those signs down. And that's one thing that I actually respected out of the Lions organization when uh, Rod Wood took over as the president of uh, yeah the operations and whatnot. He took down the banners where the Lions made the playoffs. Because that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like, what are we celebrating there? I don't know. It's like... Yeah, the whole thing with, like... Well, even, like, when they honored, like, the uh, the 91 team. Right. For getting blown out in the NFC Championship game. I was like... I mean, that's a little I mean, I get that, you know? but at the same time, it's like... Uh, yeah. But, yeah, playoff banners. It's a tough history. Tough history. Like, but jeez. Back to the Browns, back to Dez. See, my thing is, I think it is a smart move when it comes down to Dez Bryant joining the team yeah. for Cleveland. Yeah, one-year deal. Why but not? for Dez, what what are you doing? You're chasing a championship. You've been on the Cowboys, who have been the constant epitome of making the playoffs and not doing anything past it, I mean, winning yeah. bullshit games against the Lions. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Fuck you, Eric. I mean... Um, <laughs> Other than that, though, I mean, wouldn't you want to go somewhere else? Like, even if the Ravens wanted him, I feel like there's more of a future for a championship in Baltimore than there is in Cleveland. Or anywhere else. Like, go to Houston. I would go to Houston. I would go to Houston, Play man. Deshaun Watson. Play across from DeAndre Hopkins. You know Will Fuller's going to break an arm within the first three oh, yeah. You know that's gonna happen. And then well, plus too, he doesn't even have to play as many. He doesn't. He can just play like fewer. Like even I don't like. I don't know where he's at. Where he's like, I don't ever anticipate like. Even though this is like a basketball term, like would you ever imagine Des Bryant being the sixth man, like coming off the bench? No, and like that's no, not even he, a football like, thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean it just doesn't happen. There's no sixth man in football. Like I know because once you start doing good, you get all the playing time, and then you either yeah. bust and fall off the team or. I know. Well, it's just like I don't. I don't really know. It, it would be like. Uh, it would almost have to be like. Um, like Greg Jennings, like in his last years in Green Bay. Yes. Like he oh, knew yeah. he wasn't going to be featured as much. Like he was going to be the fourth wide receiver. He wasn't going to play in three wide sets or anything like that. But I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, and by the way. Oh, you got the banner. Cleveland has a slogan for this year. Okay. You know what it is? Let me hear it. It's welcome to the heartland of America. The heartland. Like, not the heartland. Heartland. Because they're tough. Like, hard as in, like, an erect penis would be a good... Like, hard, tough, rigid, like a big dick. Like a big dick that's been... Big, meaty dick. Beat up. Yeah. Big old beat up dick. Like, it's t- like it, you see it and you, you, you're afraid. You're, you're shimmering and you're, you're shaking in your boots. But meanwhile, you know damn well down in your heart that like anytime somebody says, "Oh, we're playing Cleveland tomorrow," oh, yeah, let's just go fucking get wasted tonight, guys. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the Browns, God, what a joke! I mean, come on, Hugh Jackson makes a deal. He says, "If 
well, if I don't win more games than last year, I'm going to jump into Lake Erie. Oh, okay. And then he doesn't. And yeah. he, like, generally strokes into the July waters of Lake Erie. Yeah. Like, come on. Be a man. He's jump not. off a dock at minimal. Uh, and no. second of all, do it Do it sometime not in the summer. Yeah. I mean, but then again, actually, let me... I've kind of just realized something that I read. I'm going to retract that, Hugh. I don't think that was right. But if for any reason that you listen to this podcast, I'm extremely sorry for what you've been going through. He actually just lost his mother and his brother. I was going to say, yeah. I remember hearing something. Yeah, so let's drop Hugh. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, but Des Bryant, I think Des Bryant, his best fits are either Houston or something I haven't even heard mentioned. And if they can afford to pay him anything, I yeah. think this is the smartest choice for him. Jacksonville. Because who do they have? You're throwing all your all your passes to Marcus Marquise Lee? Dude, D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook can that be? But, you know, they need a veteran presence. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But do you want your veteran presence to be Des Bryant? Absolutely not, but better than anybody you, else on the market. <laughs> do, you need somebody, do you need some other crazy guy to hang out with Blake, Blake Bortles? Yeah, maybe it'll get Blake Bortles, like, hype enough about himself. Could to, be. To be okay. Blake Bortles sort of seems like a little bit like Jay Cutler to me, where he's like kind of always down in the dumps and sad. Yes, dude. I'm the same. I mean, to be fair, I liked the passion that he was so close to beating the Patriots and oh cried when he realized it was over. That was beautiful. That was so awesome, especially because I hate the Patriots so much. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Kelly, my uh, wonderful girlfriend, but your team is unfair and making football almost not fun. And Tom Brady's stupid. You should have seen me on the Super Bowl, dude. And I swear shit you not two weeks before that game when they knew they were advancing i went out to a bar with dylan and my buddy Derek, and i said hey guys listen i know this is going to be crazy but the eagles are going to score 40 plus and nick Foles is going to be the super bowl mvp they're going to win this game called it got a text from Derek the day after the super bowl it said i cannot believe that you got that right because we all thought yeah I mean, even in the back of my mind i was yeah. like okay i'm just kind of bullshitting here <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah, I mean, I I was like, man, I don't want the Patriots to win, obviously, but I feel like they're going to win. Yeah, I God, I really thought they would. And, I mean, even watching the game, and it was exciting, I was like, they're going to fucking find a way to do this. Because the year prior, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll bring it up again. Bring it when up. the Patriots were down 27-3. to Oh, my God. I turned to Dylan, my brother, and I said, hey, Dylan. I'll bet you anything that you want that the Patriots win this game. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. And he bet me $60 and a slap in the face. Oh, my God. So, sure enough, the Patriots are on a game-winning drive, and I was like, all right, Dylan, I'll give you a break. I still think the Patriots are going to win, but this time, if they do win, here's your out. If you admit everything right now, I get the 60 bucks, and I get to slap you with my left hand, then I'll let you out of the bet. And he's like... Oh, so I still just get to pay you, and I get slapped with your left hand? <laughs> and I was like, yes, exactly. And he's like, that's worth it, because they're definitely going to win. At that point, he remembered. He's like, yeah, this is Tom Brady we're talking yeah. about. Boom. Slapped my brother right across the face in front of all of his friends that I just met for, like, maybe the third time. <laughs> well, that's good. Good times. Well, since we're on football, we haven't left football, we might as well finish it out here. Crook. Tell me about the fantasy football outlook this year. What are you thinking for your top five players? To finish the season, where are they going to be drafted? Where are they going to be drafted first? (sighs) 
think there's gonna be a run on Saquon Barkley early. Ooh. Um, you're obviously gonna get Le'Veon Bell. I'm gonna get Le'Veon. Um. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to. At ten, he's gonna be there for some reason. But I hope so. No, I mean it's gonna be running back heavy for the first. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be Zeke. It's gonna be Le'Veon. It's probably gonna be like Saquon. Um, give me, give, give me a, a top five order real fast. Top of your head. Order real fast. Zeke. Okay. I'll go Le'Veon. Okay. I can do probably see Saqu- uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, I can see like Antonio Brown either. At f- oh, is that four to five? Ah, you're missing someone. I know. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, but I don't know why I can't remember their name. Todd Gurley. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Todd Gurley is probably going to go one, actually. Yeah, I don't know I why so I too. forgot him, but I knew it. As soon as I got the forward, I was like, man, Tony Brown's by five. So who have I missing? Todd Gurley. I'd go Le'Veon. Then I'd go Zeke. Then I'd go... You go Saquon. Then you could go Antonio Brown. Okay. You could also go Antonio Brown, too. Because, you know... No, this is what I want to do with you. I'm curious. Name who you think will be the top running back in fantasy football. End of the year? End of the year. Just gut pick. I'm going to go Zeke. See, now I've been thinking about this a lot. And I've been listening to Nick's stupid booty bowl podcast. and Yeah, which he's doing without me somehow for some <laughs> reason. I don't understand this. And he's getting into my head, but I'm sticking with my guns. I think the number one running back, David Johnson. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I watched him take two carries in preseason, and each yeah. one was 11 yards, and it wasn't like he just had wide open space. I and just remember, I was like, well, that's why David Johnson was such a big deal. But really quickly, we only got about two minutes here, so top of your head, top wide receiver. Uh, I wanted to say DeAndre Hopkins, but they really repeat as... But I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to stick with Antonio Brown. He's been number one for three out of the last five years. Yeah, I think it's a safe pick. Uh, run out of time, but let's go quarterback. I think my top quarterback this year, just because I'm riding the hype train, man, Deshaun Watson. I was going to say the same exact thing. I think fantasy-wise, that's electric, exciting, man. Oh, yeah, because that's exactly what yeah. I mean, they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs, but... Oh yeah, no, season wise, like <laughs> NFL wise, I doubt yeah. it. You know, I highly doubt that they. Yeah, make I mean, JJ Watt's gonna get injured in like you know the the seventh game. But dude, if that team stays healthy, oh god, they, even they added Tyron Matthew this year. Yeah, man, that's gonna be tough. They're they a get, good team. They get Des Bryant to come in for two hundred k a year. I usually no. get. I usually pick like two to three rookies that I think are gonna blow it up. Yeah. And recently, my picks have been Todd Gurley, Deshaun Watson, and then the other big one was a. Uh, by D'Angelo Beer number two, entertainment. Well, thank God we're on the entertainment because I ran out of my beer about 15 minutes into that section. So did I. So let's get these boys cracked open. All right. All right. So, entertainment news. Uh, we're kind of doing this on a week where not a lot of new movies. Not a lot of new shows coming out. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not a ton going on in the entertainment world in mid-August. Yeah. So, so I do have a couple things that I want to bring up 
Mm-hmm. Number one. Remade oh, television God. series and movies. Oh, my God. Now, listen. The reason that this came up is back in the day, I used to watch a television show called Charmed. Are you aware of it? Yes. So, the show's about three witches that had uh, Rose McGowan, yeah. Alyssa Milano, yeah. and... And the other person? The other one. Yes. Because <laughs> nobody knows who she is. Yes. But I actually recently was like, you know what? I remember watching this with my mom. I'm kind of curious how this whole show started. So, like, I watched mm-hmm. the first three episodes... I mean, it's not bad, but it's it's not my type. My type, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I go onto Hulu the other day, and I see this ad for Charmed, and I was like, "Oh, oh wow, God. they're getting Charmed on Hulu. Cool." No. no. 2018 Charmed, whole new Charmed. It's only been off the air for like ten years. Like, is it a re- reboot in the sense that like they're bringing the same character, like actors, back, or is it like? No, no. Fresh all, faces. Fresh faces. Probably yeah. similar fresh storyline. I know there's still witches, and I know it's the same show. That's what I know. I just don't know everything that's going into it, but, you know, of course, they had to change some things. It's been years. They had to add a... The only, it's all female leads, but they had to add a black actor, of course. Yeah. Because uh, if you don't nowadays, you're going to get ripped apart, and fair enough, because you should, because this is America. Don't get your step in, no. Um, the only thing that's going to be different about that show is iPhones are going to play a more central part in it, and you're just going to see the messages people are texting to each other on the screen. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be exactly the same. Have you ever noticed that even with current TV shows, sometimes they have really outdated technology? Like, yeah. it'll be like an iPhone, but it'll be like an iPhone 3 in 2000. And the yeah. movie takes place in 2018. Hey, MapQuest, where we're going? Yeah, all of a sudden they pull out a slide kick. They got a typing keyboard. You know what I mean? Slide kick, side kick. What's your budget on this program? It's, I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually really can't stand it. Um, like I hear about it. it, like, I think the big, like the big one. It seemed like was that Fuller House, right? Yeah, Fuller House was a big one. Like that was, but that was like, I mean, that was like a reboot. Yes, but also like it's kind of its own thing. It, I'm, I, I've seen a little bit of it. It's terrible. I think I also never watched Full House when I was a kid. Um, but like, oh, even like, like, look at these superhero movies, which I also can't stand with how, how saturated that market is for superhero movies. And like, if you've ever written a comic book in your life, like, there's probably movie executives coming to you to like buy your, let me buy your idea because I want to make it into a screenplay to turn into a movie. Did you hear about starring, the most recent one coming out? No. Uh, no. Starring uh, Zachary Levy. You know who that is? You ever seen Chuck? Yeah, I know who the guy is. Okay. The guy from Chuck is playing Shazam. It's in the DC universe. Never once in my life have I Ooh. heard of this character. <laughs> Never. Was that the movie with Shaq? See, that's what I said. And it's actually Sinbad. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. It's actually Shaq, but people think it's Sinbad. That's what it is, yeah. The Nelson yeah. Mandela effect. See? Another yeah. thing we have to talk about. No, I mean... It's like, imagine from where we went, okay, because imagine the, like the Spider-Man movies, right, with Tobey Maguire, you know, like, I think Spider-Man 3 came out like, 08, 09, I could be wrong. Uh, probably maybe, a little earlier, 06. M- maybe be a little bit before that, and they came out with the reboots when, like, 2012? Yeah, I mean. It's like, <laughs> we just got, like, Batman, they brought Batman back with Ben Affleck. 
in like 2014, 2015, it's like they just, I mean, granted, Dark Knight Rises was not very good, but that was in 2011, 2012. Like, we don't. Yeah, and that was one of the greatest movies. You know what I mean? And I get it if you can't get Christian Bale back on, whatever. You know, I mean, forget it. Whatever you want to say about it, that's fine. But, I mean, yeah. Like, just, I mean, I personally, I understand that they want to do, they want to be Marvel. Right, I mean, they want to make a DC universe. Oh, yeah, and it's like never going to happen because I don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm, honestly, off the bat, the the only thing I know about these comic book movies is I hear people talk about them because I, I I don't watch them. Like, um, I watched the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, I saw the Spider Man's um, with Toby when I was a kid. I saw Iron Man, Iron Man, and I haven't seen any of the other ones. Well, Iron Man's Marvel, but well, I know, but I'm well. I don't, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to watch them regardless. But well, I do personally. All right, this is how I've been. Right, I never wanted to watch any of these superhero movies. Like, I liked them, but I got sick of them. Like, Batman was cool because it was so dark. Yeah, I really was, feel like that. I mean, The Dark Knight Rises is one of the best cinematic films I've ever seen. Just beautiful movie. But you know, I watched like Man of Steel. I was like. Bleh. Yeah, Hate stupid. It. I liked Spider-Man a little bit, but once I saw, like, I think it was the third one where he, like, gets all goth and... Oh! Yeah, Tobey Maguire just makes it really awkward. And then... I gotta think of it. Topher Grace? Eric yeah. Foreman? As a villain? Done. Done. So Scratch stupid. It, boop, out the door. I think I saw the movie with your dad and, like, you guys. But I'll tell you what got me. Thor Ragnarok. I heard that was good. It was so funny, man. And then, so what I did yeah, actually is, said. I have two months of every single year. Well, I shouldn't say every single year. We've only been together for two years. But <laughs> where Kelly goes home to Boston, and I'm home alone in Phoenix. All my friends in Phoenix are teachers, so I'm basically just there. Yeah. So I dedicated myself to watch the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, okay. in order. Mind blown. All yeah. of a sudden, these movies that I had no interest in seeing or I yeah. had seen and didn't appreciate. Oh, my God. I'm a Marvel head now. I'll never read comics. Not my thing. Yeah. But the movies, I'm in there. Like, swimwear. Like, those are the movies to me that, like, it's, like, I'm never going to, like, seek them out to watch them, but say, like, they're on TNT, they're on FX or something like that, I'll turn them on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess what I probably should do is just, for everybody that doesn't want to watch Marvel, I should just jailbreak their fire stick so they can watch it illegally. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, kind of back to the topic. By the way, Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. Okay. And the... What's the other guy's name? The actor in Spider-Man when he came back? Oh, Andrew, Garf Ar Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Yeah. The amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, you know, I heard that fell apart because he was a dick. Mm. Honestly, God. I, heard, I read a story that he was a dick to the director... They, they just dropped the whole project. They just I mean, yeah, I mean. But 2007, five years later, yeah, they bring out The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, what is that going to be? Five years after that, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. So three makes in a matter of ten years. Could you imagine if, like, say, like a movie like Seven came out in, like, 95? 2000. Oh, we're making Seven again. Yeah, seven again. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I don't understand why everything has to be a cinematic universe. Like, you, 
I've seen it all, and you seem to appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm not looking forward to ever partaking in that. So, so I don't understand the value because I can't relate to superhero movies because they're just too unrealistic for me. I have the hardest time in my life suspending disbelief that much that something like that is possible, or it can't happen, or I can be entertained by it. I don't know why. Fair enough. So, like, I guess I could just uh, say, like, Lost. Okay, first of all, Lost sucked after the second season. (laughs) See? I knew it, yeah. You can tell. I mean, see, that's the thing. If you can't embrace imagination... I mean, yeah, I get that. No, I mean, I I believe. I'm I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those people like, hey, dude, open up your imagination. You're, You're such a freaking lame... Everybody's different. Everybody has different tastes. Yeah, like, oh, I, agree. I don't like hockey very much, and you probably don't. I mean, you don't like superhero movies. We all got different tastes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nobody's gonna come up to me and say hockey's the most defined sport in the world. And I'm like, ah, just don't. Yeah. I mean, don't like I don't know. I I have to like poke holes in things. I have to look for logic, and if I don't see it, it bothers me. Now, see, I do the same thing, uh-huh. but I follow the logic set for me. See, I can't do that. That's why. I don't, like, I don't know. I just, like, like, I don't know. Like, I can just shut up and eat popcorn and just, you know, watch a, watch a movie. Like, don't get me wrong. But it's just, I don't know. It's just something with, it's probably because I never see movies in theaters. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine watching any of those superhero movies on a big screen would be infinitely better than watching them on my TV. Absolutely. Always. Because you have to focus. Exactly. That's the difference well, yeah. between a movie theater and watching a movie at home. Is it's like, okay, well, no choice. I came here to watch this movie. I'm not going to sit here and like get distracted by my phone or like my house or any other shit like that. Like I'm not just putting it on for background noise, which I do for TV like all the time. Um, Always. But yeah, I just, I just don't go to the movies. Like the last movie I saw in theater was... Um, I think the Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh shit! And that was 2016. Yeah. Wow, he haven't been movies in a while. And the movie I saw before that was uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I got to like one movie every four years or three years. Wow, we're gonna have to change that. I'm gonna have is... to talk to Nick. But you know, did you ever, uh, did you ever do that movie pass? No, no, I've never done it. I should. Oh, are you talking about? It's done now. Oh, is it done? I think they're just. I mean, I don't understand how they made money. Yeah, I didn't either. I think, well, I think what I heard was they, like, would sell your data. Hmm. Which, like, makes sense, but it's like, I mean, it comes, like, everybody was like, oh, well, I don't want that. But if you think about it, like, dude, your data's been sold for, like, years, a long time, man. You might as well just let it rip. Go to some cheap-ass movies. I don't even, honestly, God, somebody probably has my identity. But they don't have my bank card information. They just—I think they're not bothering me. It's probably just like some immigrant that came from a European country that needed to restart after he murdered his family. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I get I'm it. Cool. I mean, I've been there. Yeah, you know, what I mean, we're all—we all have been there. But I mean, so you haven't seen any recent movies? Nah. And we do not like the same genre of music. The only <laughs> um. Movies I see that are recent, well, they're not even, like, recent. It's because they just whatever comes out on HBO. Okay. Like, so, I mean, somewhat recent. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I've seen movies that have been uh, released in, you know, 2018. I've been disappointed by movies that have been, like, either late last year or this year. Um, well, can I ask you something? Because I had a movie I wanted to talk about, but I don't know if do it's it. going to be possible. Well, it's actually a series of movies. Okay, what are they? Have you seen The Purge? I've seen The Purge. 
Have you seen the second purge? Not seen the second purge. Third purge? Is that the one with the... The girl? (sighs) She's like an actor you would not expect to be in a purge movie. Yeah, what is her name? What is that girl's name? I don't know. Man, because I think the purge plays like perfectly in today's politics. I mean, I don't disagree. I... Well, after seeing that first purge... Which was 2013. Wow, that's crazy. I just... Like, it was... I mean, a pretty enjoyable movie. I just feel like that is, like, the best... One of the best ideas ever for a movie. And I just thought it could have been better. Okay, so... Agreed. The first yeah. Purge, in my opinion, was one of the... Not that it was a horrible movie. Yeah, it I wasn't like it was that at all. Movie, but... It was, like, the biggest disappointment for what was set for it. Because they never showed any scenes from, like, the actual movie in the trailers. It was always about, like, the first Purge is... Or, the Purge is now commencing. Yeah. Gave, like, the whole synopsis and showed a whole bunch of crazy scenes. But then the whole movie took place inside of a home. Exactly. Which was kind of dumb. By the way, that actress's name? Funny? Elizabeth Mitchell. So. My new favorite actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blonde girl. But there was another one, too. Was there a black lady in that? Oh, um... I think I know who you're talking about. I want to say, like, Wanda Sykes? No, it's not Wanda Sykes. Betty Gabriel? No, maybe I think it's somebody else. Either way. You need to watch The Second Purge. I mean, I'll watch it. Only the second one. I don't... If you don't like the second one, you should give up on the whole entire franchise. But the basis of that movie Mm -hmm. is... People get stuck outside during the purge. So it takes place in a downtown area. That'd be nuts. Where somebody's trying to get away. They don't want to participate. They don't want to do any of that shit. They're just like, oh, fuck. My car broke down. I can't get home. It's motherfucking purge night. What would you even do in that situation? Dude, if I was in the purge. And you're stuck outside. I would kill my brothers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, would you just, like, try to, like, get somewhere safe and, like, es- like escape? Or would you just try to, like, hide, like, where you're at? Oh, absolutely hide. I mean, that's the only flaw in that movie. See, I do the same thing. Because, realistically, nobody's yeah. going to find you if you go into... The sewer. Yeah, or just, like, an abandoned building and lay down. You're yeah, good, dude. Nobody's exactly. going to go searching for murder inside of an abandoned building. Yeah. You don't go out on purge night to kill homeless people. You can do that any time. <laughs> is there a blockbuster around here? I'm try- trying to find a spot where nobody's at. Exactly. You just go somewhere. I would hide. I mean, I would per- personally try to go to like, especially if it was like here in Detroit. Oh yeah. I would go to Detroit, find an abandoned building, go to the roof of it. Dude, could you imagine? Okay. Ground zero for the wildest shit ever of the purchase in Detroit Packard plant. Oh my! Like God. everybody would flock there. Ah. Like, could you imagine just having a drone up there, like, watching the carnage? No, it'd be crazy. But in, in Packard Plant, I don't think... I don't think there'd be a soul there, realistically. I think there would be. I mean, I think maybe, like, some scandalous kids that got out and started doing something. But realistically, I mean, it's in an area of Detroit where it's pretty poverty-stricken. And I think in the purge type of scenarios, the it's only people... Like, yeah, the only people going t- out are... Yeah, they're like... like to get like people who have the yeah. wealth. I mean, that's the whole point of the Purge movies is basically kill poor people. So if you watch more of them, you'll learn the whole point of the Purge is everybody's going to Birmingham or Boomfield. <laughs> oh, Royal Oak is Royal going to be Oak on is 
fucking fire. toast. Because <laughs> the poor people are going to realize it. Yeah. And they're going to revolt. And that's, I mean, the, I don't understand the order that these Purge movies came out in. I think that guy's got something wrong with them because it came out with, like, in the middle of the Purge, in the middle of the Purge, near the end of the Purge, and then the beginning of the And then, like, how it started. Yeah. Like, that's the fourth movie you come out that's with? That's the one with the actress I'm thinking about that I can't remember. But I'm like, is she in this movie? Like, who? Uh, Liza Colton-Zaz? Or nope. Brittany Marabili? Nope. And Betty Gabriel. Those are the only big names. God, maybe I, maybe I thought she looked like somebody else. But, I will I'll check them out. Yeah, I mean, I just, the idea of the Purge is just fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean. And the best thing is the first Purge, which is yeah, the name of the fourth Purge. <laughs> is, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, just to clarify, uh, they put out a poster teaser, and it was just a red hat. With white writing that said, the first purge. <laughs> so it's like, make America great again. Yeah. <laughs> See, that is awesome. That I loved. Yeah. So that's actually, me and Dylan went and saw it in theaters. But um, other than that, man, I mean, there's no good TV shows going on that I think we both have like a common interest in. Like, you don't watch The 100, right? No. One I just saw was just a limited series uh, on Hulu. It was a miniseries called The uh, Looming Tower. It was about... Well, the CIA and FBI were kind of like competing agencies for intelligence before, you know, the September 11th attacks. Like, they kind of like withholding information from each other, trying to figure out stuff, trying to like, you know, figure out Al-Qaeda, like, years before they even attacked. Right. But that's the shit I like, though, because I love, like, me and, like, me and Brian Nyson always talk about books, because he's a strict fiction guy. And I'm like, I only pretty much read nonfiction. Right. I don't know why. I just, I'm just drawn to it. It happens. You want to know about reality. I mean, I, mean, I think too. that's the yeah. big uh, thing we're getting from this entertainment section. Yeah. Well, but then again, like too, like I can like obviously you know like I read all like you know the you know Song of Ice and Fire in that in that series, all, you know, the Game of Thrones books. Like I, I appreciate it. It's just it almost it's like it almost has to tie into like it has to remind like it has to remind me of something that I've seen that I know is real. It's it's really weird for me. Right. So you know that dragons and mm-hmm. and well, I think a lot of are real. Well, I mean, yeah, I have them in my house. No, um, like a show. I like that. Not a lot of people from our generation are huge fans of was Mad Men, because I love shows or movies that are driven by dialogue and driven by characters and how those characters evolve over time, more than necessarily story. Because people can be like, "Well, it's Mad Men," about like, but really, it's just about people going to work at an advertising agency in the '60s. Right. And people I've, who are like, uh, why would you watch that? I've heard great things about Mad Men. I've never gotten around. I really, I, like, I really enjoy it, but, like, it's one of those shows where it's, like, people will say, like, you know, the thing about Seinfeld is, like, it's a show about nothing. It's just people, like, just living their lives. It's kind of like Mad Men, except Mad Men's, like, it's shot Oh, I see what's great. going on here. What? You're a Seinfeld guy. No, I'm not at all. You don't like Seinfeld? No, I hate Seinfeld. Friends? No, f- fuck Friends. Okay, so not a sitcom guy. No, oh my god, I hate sitcoms. Yeah, we do have a gripe to air on this podcast, me and you, but I'm going to wait until the five minute mark and then I'll bring it up. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but I had a couple questions for you if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Have you seen The Americans? Yes. Do you love it? I love it. I've never seen it, but I've gotten ten recommendations now and that's usually what it takes for me to watch it. So I want to start it, but I recently had a close friend tell me 
She came up to me and said, hey, I know I recommended the Americans, Americans to you, but more importantly, watch Billions. See, I've heard good things about that show, too. Never seen that, though. Haven't seen it. I don't have Showtime currently, but you have some little hookups, eh? I'll teach you. Right, yeah, yeah. I'll send you the blog. All right, yeah. Cody.tv, baby. Um, All right, baby. <clears throat> yeah, um, but, yeah, so those are two shows I plan on checking out soon. Um, the other than that, you don't watch Orange is the New Black, right? I haven't seen it. Okay, it's uh, getting to the point where you might want to start because you can binge it. The thing is, too, with me and shows is... I usually don't start watching them until years after they come out. That's good. I, I personally most of the time agree, but there's certain shows I yeah. get drawn to. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Like, um, the only see, like I love binging. The only bad thing about binging is like you have to stay ahead of the like stay ahead of the spoilers, right? You know, it is kind of cool to like watch a show every week because. You find out everything with everybody else. And also the same thing, too, is, like, shows that I watch, like, on Netflix, Mindhunter. Like, I watched it and, like... My least favorite show. Oh, I love that show so much. I'm afraid of serial killers, so that's why. Oh. I'm, I'm just afraid of, like, mentally insane people, because I don't ever want to go mentally yeah, insane. Yeah, so I watched that show in, like, two days, and then I'm like, this show's awesome. I was like, hey, it's coming out in, like, a year from now for the second season. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. All right, I'm waiting. <laughs> Dude, ah, uh, what was it? Um... I came out to the living room, and this is the majority scenario, right? So I'm in Phoenix. I come home from work, shower, come out, like, getting ready to go join my brother and mm-hmm. his now wife, Anna. Yeah. And they're watching that show. And I didn't think anything of it. I saw two people interrogating somebody or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do my routine. So I go outside. I get stoned out of my mind, right? Yeah. Come back in, sit down. And I don't know if you're going to recall this, but the part where they're talking to the guy who fucks the organs. Yes. And he's talking about it, and the way he described it is he said it's such a shockingly, fantastically fascinating thrill. And when he said those words... Edmund Kemper. I stood up, said, nope, went to my room, turned on the office, cuddled the pillow, and went to sleep. Another thing he said was like, I heard you through your... Mom's vocal cords in the uh, dishwasher. She liked to destroy me with words. Yes. So I shut her up for good. God, that's good. <laughs> I can't watch that. You know what's shit. even scarier? Like that's like almost verbatim from audio recordings that they had talking to those people. I know. Because like the characters in that show aren't the actual agents that were involved. Like they're composite characters. Like because. That they, you know, they have to dramatize it because real life just isn't as exciting as, of like, course, yeah. yeah. But like, like all their narratives, based off somewhat real. Events. No, yeah. no, yeah, like, like every, like every single one of those interviews, like, are pretty much just one hundred percent just transcribed from the, 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 you know, the the notes. See, that's what I don't like. Like it's documentaries, so crazy. Oh man, just like it gets to me because like I've seen this shit happen in person. Like there was a time where uh, my buddy Dan threw a party. And somebody that went into the army, just got through boot camp, and maybe did mm-hmm. four years, not four years, yeah. four months at this time, came home to visit. And I don't know what happened exactly, but Joe Bastis, our buddy, said something to him, and he turned around like something snapped inside of him, and he grabbed Joe by the throat, threw him to the ground, and started strangling him. 
because he said something like joke about the army is like oh yeah like you're just looking for you know like free college or something like a really offensive joke but like you know just that's the jokes we make whatever it doesn't matter but he started fucking choking him yeah that's pretty scary to the point where somebody had to come up and sock him in the face while he was doing it to get him off of him and those shows freaked me out because I'm like I don't want to watch it I don't watch documentaries about how the world's gonna end because like Mm-hmm. I don't want my family line eventually have to face the fears I face. I'm a little bit psychotic. Yeah, so in five years from now, the world is going to end. But no, so. Yeah, exactly. Five years from now, the aliens will get here, and it's over. You should never see the movie Melancholia. So, I wanted to put a time limit on this because I can go into this for a while. Okay, what are we doing? But I recently saw a tweet from you, and it hit me to the core. Ooh, what are we talking about? Crook, my favorite piece of entertainment that has ever been created. Are we going to talk about the fucking office? The show that is called The Office. Uh, I just, I gotta know. It's not as good as you think it is. I gotta know what your gripes are with it and how you (sighs) dared put those words onto the internet, knowing that I'm a part of the internet. (laughs) I don't know, like... Like, I guess the first question is... You've seen it all. Yeah. You've watched it all the way through? No, that's not true. Okay. Well, then how dare you? I don't watch the... Who are they bring at the end? James Spader. I personally... This is very... This is... Actually, this is probably going to get some flack if we do have any listeners out there. Um, I personally think that the last two seasons of The Office, without Michael, are better than the first five. Is Jim still in it? Yes. Jim is the fucking biggest asshole in the world. I do understand your He's point. He's actually awesome. trash. Trash right. human. Let's hear it. Pam deserves me, not you, Jim, you fucking bum. Okay, so this is comes down for your love for Pam. No, it's really not. Um, I just... I... Like, I... Uh, Tell me... Uh, let's skip the whole why you don't like The Office. Let's just talk about Jim today. Okay. Why is Jim trash? He's mean to Dwight. He bullies a guy at work all day. He's clearly a... I don't understand how Jim, a guy... I don't understand how he gets anything done in his job. How does that guy still have a job? Other than the fact that Michael likes him. So fun and fact, it's the fact that Michael likes him. Fun fact. Uh, Jim is actually, next to Dwight, top salesman in the office. Yeah, but he just bullies Dwight the whole time. Well, of course. But where do you think Dwight's motivation comes from? I <sighs> No, I agree. That's uh, if you really dig into it, it. Yes, of course. He's addicted to white. Doesn't he kind of like fuck around with Pam's like emotions in that show? Of course. I mean, he makes a move on Pam when she's didn't like, he like a week away from getting married. Didn't he like buy a house for them without even talking to her about it? Oh, 100 percent, that happened as well. Like, what? What is that? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Jim's definitely not a perfect person. Like, he's just not good. Um, I mean, like, not you that had I, one big thing. Not that I don't. Like it, or I'm not saying it's like this is garbage and stupid. And you just think it's overrated. I don't think it's as good as like if everybody's just like I see it all the time. I'm just gonna watch The Office for that 47th time or this. It's like there's other things on you can watch except Friends. I watch Friends or Seinfeld or Gilmore Girls. Dude, Gilmore Girls is better than The Office. <laughs> and guys, I hate to cut this short. <laughs> But uh, I have to stick a knife into Crook's eye. Uh, no, no, come on. 
There's no way that we can say that. I get that it might be a better taste. No, 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 no. I'm just joking. The Office is a quality show. It's got its flaws. Yeah, I'm not not saying it's bad. Um, But the thing is, if you can watch The Office from front to back, it has more character development than any show in the world. uh, Nope, because Mad Men does. Okay, well, any show that I've seen in the world. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, sure, like... I just, I just don't think it's as good as everybody think it is. I understand, like, I'm never gonna sit here and be like, like I said, like I'm not gonna say it's like shit. Don't watch it. Go to watch a documentary about Niagara Falls or whatever. Go listen to a documentary about the Civil War. I don't know. There's just things about network sitcoms that I don't like. One, because I don't think the shows that don't say fuck a lot are realistic. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <coughs> well, that's our office talk for the day while uh, Crook coughs up because he's Sorry. hiding something. Usually coughing is a sign of hiding, which means he actually does love the office. He just doesn't know how to accept it at this point. Um, but, yeah, so this is pretty much going to wrap up the entertainment section. I've actually been paying attention to this. I know Nick, your common host, gets pretty wrapped up into these things and doesn't really know with his timing, but I refuse to miss a transition. So... When it comes down to entertainment, guys, we really, uh, we just like to talk. We don't really know anything about the up-and-coming stuff. All I've been doing is watching Marvel movies, and all he's been doing is reading nonfiction. So, yep, whose I'm life's re- better, right? I mean, I'm really... Fear number three, politics. The president grabbed me. Welcome to the politics section. Talking about politics. We both... Well, actually, let me clarify this. I I hate politics. Yeah. I, I know they're important, and I'm somewhat involved, and I will tell people my opinions all the time because I think it's important to spread what you believe and hope that you can mm-hmm. reach a common ground as the point of this podcast. But I also think people should know that the office isn't as good as they think it is. Now, we're done with the entertainment section. Oh, I'm sorry. That, uh, this politics. So politics is this. Um I will kill you, and I don't think that I should be arrested for it because The Office is a good show. Well, and in the purge world, you'll have your time. I wish, dude. Um, you're dead. You're yeah. dead. You're, you're fucking dead, dude. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to start this off uh, kind of like it normally starts off with some tweets from good old... Donnie Pussy grabbing Trump. Um, and Crook, just before I dive into this section here, we should probably open up our beers, huh? Yep. All right. Let's put a little bit on my leg. It's okay. I did two. I did two. Oh my goodness. You should watch The Office more. Eh. Um, but. Nah. Anyway, Crook, before I go any further into this, I feel like this is a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're not at all in any sort of way a Trump fan, right? No. I really didn't think so, but I just had to double Jesus. check because you never know. Of course I am. Build the wall. They come no. out of nowhere now. No, I mean, come on. No. I mean, he is like the biggest gaslighting, this douche in the world. Like, he just, he is just a used car salesman. That's all I feel like he is. Um, He's just behind the eight ball and everything. This guy who's... Everything's a witch hunt about him, even though he refuses to talk to anybody to clear his name. Or, I mean, 
I, I like there's so many places to go with it. I just don't even oh. He drives me crazy because he's a type of person I hate. This is an arrogant douchebag. He's a finance bro without being like a prototypical, like handsome man with nice full head of hair and nice suit, but he's a fat guy with shitty hair, ill fitting shit suits with two long fucking ties. That's all he is. Yeah. He's also a racist. Oh, extremely racist. And Oh, did you see the thing about the uh oh the bikers, the bikers for Trump? No, I did not see that. So Dive he's like that real quick before we start this tweets. He's like, I'm uh, proud to stand with the bikers for Trump. And there's like pictures of the bikers who have like SS tattoos. And if you're not familiar with SS, SS was the Schutstaffel for Nazi Germany from like 1933 to 1945, who were pri- the architects and carried out the Holocaust and primarily carried Nazi ideology. I mean, come on. Nothing, nothing surprises me with this guy. No, I mean, he's like standing up there with the guy. He's got his little leather vest on, on his like bicep. He has an SS tattoo. I mean, look, like I'll put it to you like this. I put a, a little Facebook post out. I mean, if you don't, if you're not involved with me, if you don't know who I am, uh, Mitchell Wigella, by the way. Oh, hi. I'm not a big social media guy. I'm I tweet, right you know, maybe a couple Instagram posts. Like, I think maybe I put up like 10 IG pics in a year. Max. Yeah. Or one a month. Yeah, and they're and, all my dogs. Yeah, 30% of them are just to make sure that people know that I'm still taken by Kelly. Like, hey, don't talk to me, girl. I got, got a girl. Girl, yeah, no, girl. <laughs> got yeah, a girl. I hear you. But I had to post something the other day. When that whole LeBron thing came out, and I know this already been discussed on this podcast. Oh, but God. When that came out, I just had a thought. Like, here it comes down to, even if you think that Donald Trump is magically recovered the economy in the last year and none of this had to do with anything that's happened in a previous regime. Yeah. Even if you think that what he's currently doing with his, you know, executive orders is directly affecting our success as a nation, it doesn't matter. If you want that stuff that Republicans believe in and you believe that that's what needs to be instituted, fine. Put a Republican in office. I'm on board with it. I'm on board with literally kicking Donald Trump out of office running a new a new election between two Republicans. Yeah. If that's what it takes to get him out of office, because my post said simply, I'm done hearing the excuses. How about humanity over economy? Oh, for sure. All the time. 100%. 100%. Easy. And that's going to lead us in right into this. Speaking in terms of... I actually don't know this woman, but after seeing this tweet, I had to do a little bit of research on her. Amarosa Manigault. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the tweet. The people that he surrounds himself with. (laughs) When you give a crazed, crying lowlife a break and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quick refiring that dog. Referring to an African-American woman. Now, yeah, sure, he could have called anybody a dog in the world, but regardless... Of who it is, if they didn't yeah. commit treason, they didn't commit a crime, anything along those lines. You can't just call people the dog. You're the president of the United States. Well, and that's exactly what you know, his supporters like because he's the prototypical anti-PC, say whatever you want without repercussion, do whatever you want, white privilege douchebag. 
Um, I started off with a loan of a small mm-hmm. amount of a million dollars. Trump stakes. I fucking frauded people out of money all the time. Oh, I definitely started a college program that screwed a bunch of people. But <laughs> LeBron that, sucks, though. Build that wall. <laughs> I'm a Mike fan. I like Mike. <laughs> A decent Trump impression, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, com- I mean, come here, Ivanka. You want to have sex? Oh, go ahead. I mean, like, think of it this way, right? Omarosa could have came out on Twitter and been like, "Dude, Donald Trump's beautiful. He's the best man for the economy," and he would have been like, "Look at this beautiful person. She's a Trump fan. She knows what we're doing well. She's smart." And he would always end it with an exclamation point because he always does because he's like six year old. You know, girl who would go into a Backstreet Boys concert. Everything he says is exciting. And the, then, say, t- the next day, say the same news that came out about her with the recordings and her having disdain for Trump, he would have been 180 degree reaction, basically saying, you're a piece of shit, and you suck, you're embarrassing. Like, he'd, like he just, anybody that doesn't like him or criticizes him at all is his enemy. Of course. And he turns his supporters... Who just listen to anything he says, believe that anything in that Fox News echo chamber from a single source, anything from Hannity is just 100% law. Like it's 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 like it's the Bible for them that everything he said is real. Don't Donald Trump started. could probably say that he inspired Jesus at some point in the past and his followers would believe him. Listen, here, here's what it comes down to. Here's my issue with what's been going on. I mean, just for one thing, here's another tweet. Since we have to do five of these, I'm going to throw another one in before I even make this up. Wacky Amorosa already has a fully signed non-disclosure agreement. Exclamation point. What do you fucking care, dude? What do you care about a non-disclosure agreement? What are, why is this where your focus is? You're the president of the United States... And I've heard this guy bring up non-disclosure agreements yeah. multiple times. Like, oh, Stormy Daniels, well, she signed a non-disclosure. Dude, who cares? Yeah. Don't do things that are going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. That you have to make somebody sign a piece of paper that says they can't talk about. I mean, this 100, I don't like Trump at all. But he is very good about shifting attention elsewhere. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, half the stuff that comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, sanctioned it. Like, yeah, let's start this fire because it really doesn't matter in the long run. I'm already an idiot on my Twitter. People on the left, he just thinks are idiot, lazy, dummies, and everybody on the right who he's called idiots and lazy and dummies in the past is just going to like whatever he does. Um, but, I mean, it's just shifting focus away from anything. And it's all going to come down to Robert Mueller's investigation <laughs> of collusion with Russia. Witch hunt! It's a witch hunt, but I won't talk to anybody about it. Oh, it's a witch hunt, but I will not disclose my tax... Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's a joke. I mean, <sighs> dude, it's so frustrating. And like, listen, I, I'm well, I'm really, I'm the same way as Nick. I'm really open to hearing the other side, right? I want to hear it. I want to know what I'm missing. And I've heard a couple things with uh, some of the executive orders and things that he's lifted and changes has allowed it for small to like medium sized businesses to grow. And yeah. I believe that. I don't know much about the, like, you know, economical standpoints that he's been helping with. Whatever. I'll take your word for it that he's helping that. Yeah. Fine. Why are we okay with what's going on otherwise, though? And Yeah, exactly. The point is that the thing that makes it so hard for me to listen to the opposite side is the way that they want to argue it. Like, even one of the most calm people that I've heard talking on this podcast and talking about Trump in general was uh, Mike Berg. 
And I don't know if you listened to that episode, but mm-hmm. the point where he lost credit for me was he brought up an interview that I was actually familiar with, which was Tucker Carlson and Bill Nye about climate control and about global warming. Oh, God. And he said, Nick, well, I know you probably don't watch this type of stuff, but if you really want to hear like our side of the point, you need to listen to the interview with Bill Nye and mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson. And if I had seven minutes to kill on this podcast, which I do, but I'm not going to either way, <laughs> I would play it for you. But did you see it? No. Crook, he just screams every single time Bill Nye opens his mouth. Screams at him. Oh, I mean, this is Tucker Carlson. That's who he is, right? But this is who they have representing their side of the issues. This is who mm-hmm. they have as their forefront for their party. And this is who our president literally gets down on his hands and knees and just sucks them dry. Yeah. A lot of this, I really do think, um, for as stupid as I think this is that we really need like more people to talk about this, how climate change is, in fact, a thing, and man-made damage to the earth is a thing. What I can understand is people just, who else is like strongly carrying the torch that's on a bunch of programs, podcast, radio, is Bill Nye. So to the people who doubt that, they just see this as one one crazy guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um so that's like I, that's why I really wish there were more like vocal people. Um I mean there are, but they don't like there's not as prevalent because I don't know if they go on to any of the um sick sycophantic Fox News programs at all um, to argue with idiots. I don't know if I would waste my time with that. Um, no way. But, yeah, I mean, like... Uh, I don't know. I just have a problem with people who have the attitude is I do whatever I want and I don't take accept responsibility for my actions or actions of people as in general. Yeah, man, I just, it's so confusing to me. Like, I really, I mean, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this, maybe you clicked on it because we went to high school together and you were like, you know what? I wonder what Mitchell's like on this podcast. Right. If you hear my political segment and you disagree with me, just send me a message. Shoot me a call. I have the same number that I did when I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Holla at your boy. Call me, 911. I want to know where. Your fucking thought process comes from to where this is an acceptable thing within our economy, within our, not even just in our economy, our world. Yeah. We are literally attacking people. We're being completely ridiculous and we're labeling everybody, every single person that comes up, anything that happens in the world, like the shithole countries, rapists coming from Mexico, uh, every other person that doesn't want to change the trade laws that we already had set in place or dirty politicians but then we're glorifying Putin and glorifying Kim Jong-un yeah. just because Trump met with them like it's almost like he's an asset by the Russian government or something in the FSB so this is a huge problem I have with Trump because he is a national security nightmare and up I mean I'm not even 100% like a national security expert by any means I'm just a guy who follows it because you know me and my nonfiction. but of course so I don't know if you're familiar, like familiar with Article Five, in for NATO, which is if any member nation of NATO is attacked, 
everybody in NATO has an obligation to come to the aid of that country that was attacked. So I have a problem with Donald Trump um, saying that I don't want my son dying from Montenegro. When people from Montenegro, well, not even Montenegro, but like other countries have come to Afghanistan and were killed in response to the terror attacks from 9-11. Right. And you're just going to say basically, because, well, this is a huge, I mean, oh, God, this is just, Montenegro is a country that's tiny in the, in the, in the Balkans. So like Eastern, Southern Europe, Southeast Europe, um, above Greece a little bit, that Russia, Putin, Putin hates that it's going to be part of NATO, hates it. He hates NATO. Russia hates NATO, of course. Um, so, to hear these comments coming from our commander-in-chief to denigrate NATO, which you could say, yeah, sure, is hawkish in the Cold War, which we're not in the Cold War, which is still intact primarily for Russian aggression, which is still necessary because they decided to just take over Crimea in 2014. Um I mean, that just goes into play with everything that the Russian government wants. Dude, I I literally just, I don't understand who he is. or, And the thing is, like, a while back I posted this video uh, called Trump versus Trump. And it oh, went yeah. through, like, you remember that one? Yeah. Like, 50 different examples that. of Trump within yeah. a course of year, one year, telling us, like, saying, hey, you know what? Global warming's not real. Global warming is one of the most important issues that we have currently going on today. Yep. The wall is the most important thing. Listen, so the wall is not the most important thing. He backs himself up so many times that he can he just can't be trusted. Pointless, whatever. Well, no. We need we need to finish these Trump tweets. Let me give you one more. Um, so this is going to be a two-parter. Wacky Amarosa, who got fired three times on The Apprentice, now got fired for the last time. She never made it. Never will. She begged me for a job. Tears in her eyes. I said, okay. People in the White House hated her. She was vicious, but not smart. I would rarely see her, but heard. Dot, dot, dot. Really bad things. Nasty to people and would constantly miss meetings and work. When General Kelly came aboard, he told me she was a loser and nothing but problems. I told him to try working it out if possible because she said... She only said great things about me until she got fired. Exactly. But that, yeah. Let's, let's stop right there for a second and say she only, because she only said great things about me. So when she says good things, she got a job. Moving on. While I know it's not, quote unquote, not presidential to take on a low life like Amarosa, while I would rather not be doing so, this is the modern day form of communication, and I know the fake news media will be working overtime to make even wacky Amarosa look like a le- look as legitimate as possible. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, this is a president. No, he's, a chi- he's a child. He is like the jilted lover in like a relationship. Dude, it is just completely ridiculous. Like, I mean, well, because it- he is so bothered by. Anything that he sees as negative by somebody who once said something about him that was positive as ultimate betrayal. And then at that point, he just goes into character assassination, like assassination mode, where he just needs to discredit everybody by just calling him loser. Um, yeah. Like, whatever. Dude, he's... One of my favorite things... <laughs> loser! Um, That's so... There's like a... <laughs> 
I forgot what this tweet was like a long time ago. It was the tweet in regards to uh, when Donald Trump Jr. was having the, the, the meeting with the Russians. Yeah. And he's like, my wonderful son, Eric, like, basically, yeah, he did this, but I didn't know about it. And, like, somebody's, like, quote tweeted, and the response was, I wonder what the hardest part of this tweet was, for him to call his son wonderful or to throw him under the bus? <laughs> like, just I amazing. had no idea he was making this, uh, yeah. this meeting um, with people that are directly related to what I'm doing right now. I don't know. Yeah, no. But, but I'm, I told him, I said, you walk in and you grab whatever girl you see right by the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, and, like, this is the thing. He was just at Fort Drum, Fort Drum in New York. That's an army post. And, like, his stupid little thing. It's just the way he talks, and I can't stand it. It's like, if he doesn't get the reaction that he wants, which is just praise, he just, I don't know, like, he just tries to, like, challenge everybody in the audience by, like, saying some stupid throw-it, like, throw away line, like, for a, like, he's a comic that's bombing on stage. Well, one was, like, talking to, like, talking in front of troops, you know, he's all pro-military, black son of a bitches, kneeling for the anthem, and then he's just, like... How many of you, well, like, you guys are all patriots. You guys would all take a pay cut in order to pay down the deficit. It's like, raise your hand if you take a deficit. And, like, nobody raised their hand. And he's like, oh, no, no, none of you. General, I don't know. I thought these were patriots. I, thought, I don't know about that. It's like, really? They're not patriots? Dude, that's the thing. He disrespects people like that all the time. Like I know. What he said about, uh, oh, God, what's his name? AZ, um, Senator. Oh, John McCain. John oh, McCain. I, I like. I like. I like. I like. I like our soldiers who weren't captured. Yeah, I like our soldiers that weren't captured. Like, yeah, you're the dude that dodged the draft because of uh, what was it? Growths on his foot. Yeah. Oh, it's student deferments. Like, the, these are the people. Like, I. This is what I cannot stand about. Like, there's rich people. There's two different cuts of rich people. You can have the Kennedys, who's Joseph Kennedy's kind of a dirtbag. Um, for you know, because he's pretty shady in finance in the in like the twenties and thirties. Believe it. Um, ultimately, had a job to enforce trade regulations for the SEC. But like all the sons, Silver Spoon, like definition of Silver Spoon kids. Of course. Joseph Kennedy Jr., John F. Kennedy, like you know Ted Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy. Those guys all served in the military. Like his lost his first son. He was grooming for president in World War II. He died. John F. Kennedy almost died in World War II. Like, like these guys are actually Serb, and then the guys like Trump, who's like... Dodged the draft. D- yeah, like... Legitimate. I mean, like, yeah. And, but, you know what? I don't have a problem with anybody who dodged a draft in Vietnam. Absolutely I not. really don't. I don't like guys who are all of a sudden, like, ultimate badass, like, yeah, military pro this shit, yeah, attack other countries, fuck them. No, that's the thing. But if you ask him, obviously he has to say it. I get that. But the point mm-hmm. is, like, if you talk to him about it, you say anything along those lines, he's 100% military. Oh, he's like, he's, oh, yeah, I would have been there and, you know, I would have been Rambo before Rambo and... Yeah, like, oh, oh man, these guys... Hillary! Are, Hillary didn't serve Vietnam. Yeah, no, Hillary wasn't there because Hillary was too busy lying about Benghazi. But, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Hillary lied about Benghazi. I'm fucking over it. I thought Hillary sucked, too. Yeah, get the fuck I over it. Nobody, nobody cares about Hillary anymore. I really don't. Which brings up my next point. This is an illegally brought rigged witch hunt by the people who are totally corrupt and or conflicted. It was started and paid for by Crooked Hillary and the Democrats. Phony dossier, FISA, disgrace, and so many lying and dishonest people already fired. 17 angry Dems? Question mark. Stay tuned. Yeah. And then 
for the fifth one, the last tweet, which, in my opinion, trumps all of them. And it's funny that I say that. Trumps. <laughs> Please, God, somebody explain this to me, because I have never had a, a reasonable explanation. I'll try. Space Force all the way. Dude, Space Force is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. What the fuck is going on? So... So get this real quick. Um, <laughs> I used to watch this show. It's called uh, Dogfights on a History Channel. It's about aerial combat, and they did a future episode predicting what space combat could look like. Because everybody's thinking like Star Wars, right? Right. Machines flying around like crazy, like fighters that you would see here on Earth. People don't understand is there's no gravity in space. Those Ships cannot perform maneuvers like they can here on Earth. So literally, they did a thing. I was like, literally, the the thing about what space combat will be was like, as long as the one plane gets behind the other plane, and shoots a laser at it, and melts its heat shield, it's gonna win. Always. <laughs> like, Wait, what are you that's talking all it about? is. Like, space space force. force. Like, there's there's no military. Like, there's no reason to have a militarized space force. No, and I mean, like, okay, maybe if like, you're what? talking about. Like, Space Force as in stopping another satellite from floating above us and somehow propelling a bomb down to I us? No, I mean, we got Bruce Willis for that. Yeah. And Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's funny. And Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that fat guy. Well, I mean, you're talking about the... You're talking about in a couple of years, the next presidential election? Yes. Just fucking stupid-ass actors slash businessmen, anybody that's done anything that made him famous. Dude, I'd vote for Steve Buscemi all the time, That's all it man. takes, right? You know, I kind of got excited. Nucky like, Thompson, oh, the, the Bulldog Dwayne, Empire, hell yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Hey, if I want a crook, I want a crook that's honest about it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, if I, wanna, if I want somebody that's unqualified, not ready for the job, at least make them a little honest. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, Space Force is the dumbest, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. I don't understand what their mission would be. Um, we already don't fund NASA. NASA cannot send equipment into space because we don't have a space shuttle anymore. The only way we can get to space is through the Russian Soyuz aircraft and SpaceX. Elon Musk company, who is making flamethrowers and talking about building tunnels under cities. Oh my god. And Elon Musk is, oh, he's just a weirdo. He is a weirdo. He's really weird. <laughs> I don't know what it Any is. Any rich guy is a weirdo. I'm convinced. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if I get rich, the reason I won't be a weirdo is because I'm not going to be rich. Like, if somebody handed me $30 million, yeah. I have 30 close friends. You guys aren't getting a million dollars. Calm down, crook. I'm not giving you that. But I'm saying, like, I'm going to hook you guys up. I'm just going to give money out. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to come up with a reasonable amount of money. I mentioned it'd be cool if you could just, like, pay off my car and my credit card bills. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm saying. I'm $30 million in debt. No. Imagine Sorry. you won, like, $50 million. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, and after tax, I'm talking. Fuck you. Yeah. Say so you had 50 mil. Boom, dude. I'm going to look at it like, okay. So for me to live a completely lavish, unbelievably good life, yeah, I need 20 mil. Yeah. Yeah, buy yourself a decent Got house. Or like million, two houses, two decent houses. 30 million. I'm going to create brackets. Put them all into it. Get some fucking accountant. Say, hey, look, these people get the majority. These people get the next. These people get help. Yeah. Boom. Have yeah. to give all the money. Like, I'm good. I'm just kicked out on a beach, hanging with my mom. Like, hey, mom, pass that doobie. 
Hell yeah. It's fucking blunts in Hawaii. Dude, and that, coming on up and with that money, mimosas. And with that money, too, you can just like invest in other companies as long as they're wise investments. Just I think that's money. the difference. I think the difference is that people like us don't get rich yeah. because we don't think like maniacs. Like, we're not so obsessed with the idea of making money and materialistic yeah. Well, objects, you sort of have to be a... A psychopath. Yeah. Um... You're just only putting your needs in front of everybody. It's like the ultimate like playing field, right? It's just to dominate industry. There's a really good series on the History Channel actually that came out. It's called The Men Who Built America, not and it talked nonfiction. And it talked about the titans of industry in like post Civil War to like the Sherman Antitrust Laws in the early 1900s, and it was just John D. Rockefeller and. Andrew Carnegie and J.P. Morgan and Henry Ford and all of them just trying to have a bigger dick than everybody else. Of course. So that's really all it was. It was just, I want to be the richest person. You know what I mean? Like So politics nowadays. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they completely like bought the William McKinley as president because he wasn't... He was... Hey, let us keep running our monopolies without imposing... Like, again, so William Jennings Bryant, the Democratic nominee, two consecutive elections, and they like... It's like, I'm going to break up these huge companies. But then people would be like, these big titans of industry would be like, all right, tell your people that if Williams Jennings Bryant wins the election, everybody's fired because we can't afford to do business anymore. And everybody's like, well, I'm a poor guy with kids. I can't afford not to have a job. So I guess I'll vote for William McKinley. Yeah. See, I mean, that's a big thing, too. <laughs> I think a big thing right now, we're out of time, but big thing right now with American politics and just all this shit is we're pussies, man. We're yeah. terrified to make a change drastically. Well, everybody needs. Everybody wants security and comfort. I always said I'm never going to start the revolution, mm-hmm. but if the revolution starts, I promise you, I will die for that shit. I yeah. will die for the fact that people that live in poverty and like you know, I mean, I know you personally know that I dabble with a little bit of the hip hop lyricism. Yeah. But, I mean, I recently, I, I wrote, like, the whole point is, I wrote a, a rhyme, like, it's like you argued it, but you don't care where veterans live. You remember oh, when refugees were coming over from the Middle East, and everybody says, if we can't take care of our homeless veterans, well then, I don't understand why we're taking in refugees. Right? That was a huge oh, yeah. point. Well, that's the thing. But here's my point. Yeah. Refugees, no longer a topic. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit that veterans are on the street. They don't. Because they would do something about it if they were. Nobody cares, man. They act like they care when it's on their side, but they're not going to care when it actually comes down to it. I mean, the fact that the veterans, Department of Veterans is a cabinet in the U.S. government, was set up as a sham by the Harding administration in the 20s. Um... But they don't give a rat's ass about it. They'll send everybody to war. They'll give government contracts out to everybody that's big that makes defense contractors. But when it comes to caring for the people that you're sending away, like we've been in Afghanistan a long time, and everybody is just going to point to, well, the VA sucks, which it does. Um, uh, It sucks because of Obama, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, well, he didn't, like, I mean, I like, there's, like, I'm not, there's things about Barack Obama that I do not agree with at all. 100%. Um, right. NDAA, he supported that. I think that's offensive constitutionally. Um, but 
they pay for everybody to go to work. They don't pay for them when they get back. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I don't agree about everything about Obama. I do hate most things about Trump. But all I know is that we can change this country and we have the capability and I believe that we have the funding if we shift The purge is coming. But the purge is coming or we should probably just... We should just cease control to another country. Well... Everybody, this has been the Moving Split to Six podcast. Podcast where we drink three beers each over the topic of one topic: sports, entertainment, and politics. Uh, I'm a little bit buzzed up because I haven't had anything to drink in about four days, which is uh, not normal for me. But let me tell you this: you can follow me, the temporary Split Six host for this week, Mitchell Wigella at three things at Gela Gela Swella. That's G-E-L-A twice then Swella. It's Swell plus add an A. Same thing with Instagram and Snapchat. So or no, it's M Wigella. Whatever. Figure it out, dude. Crook, do you want anybody to follow you? Yeah, it's uh, at Crook18 at Z Twitter. That's K-U-R-K. Um, I mostly just uh, tweet about how I don't like The Office that much and I just quote stupid shit that like Tommy Laren says yeah like funny stuff about like uh, yeah you know other things um, but that's Crook K-R-U-K A-T uh, 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 bye guys guys we really appreciate you thanks for having me on Nick will be back in seven years no. and we hope you have a good day